Welcome on board the Wednesday edition of Sports Day. Mark Reddings and Paul Hazelby joining you. Hayes, good evening to you. Good evening to you, Skeet. Some big news across the day. The West Coast Eagles, they made some list changes. Kurt Mutimer, Matthew Allen and Keegan Brooksby have been given their marching orders. Do you think any of those will get an opportunity elsewhere? Uh... Perhaps Matthew Allen might return to South Australia, but uh, n- none of those three players really knocked down the door. Mutimer played a few games early on in his tenure, but uh, no luck for Keegan Brooksby. Uh, I think he might find himself back at state league level for the next season. And a good battle going on down there at the Wacker and some hits and some misses from the Marsh Cup scores today. The best was Marnus Labashan. I'm going to talk about him a little bit later. I think he's our next captain of Australia. He's just doing it when he's under pressure. But I want to get to basketball. Let's start with basketball tonight. Yeah, I think we need to address this issue because over the summer months, will it be a case of cricket, NBL or A-League winning the hearts and minds of Australian sporting spectators? It's a big question because, well, for those of us growing up 20, 30, 40 years ago, there was only one sport, haze. It was cricket. Nothing else, just cricket. But that, that being said, the NBL has had a remarkable start to this season. Some big-name recruits. The numbers, spectator-wise... Audience-wise, on TV, uh, through the roof. So it's a wonderful recipe for the NBL to really push forward a new club in the competition, the South East Melbourne Phoenix. That being said, uh, why don't we find out exactly why it's been such a success as we check in with Andrew Crook from the NBL. He's the Chief Operating Officer. And Andrew, welcome to you to Sports Day. It's been a fantastic start to the season. As I said, the numbers are great and the league is in terrific shape. Yeah, it's been a fantastic start to the season. We've, uh, I guess, not only from a broadcast point of view, but from an attendance point of view as well. We've, uh, I think, we're eleven percent up um, on this time last year, and uh, we had a record weekend again on the weekend with fifty-three thousand twenty-nine people coming through the the, the turnstiles. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been fantastic, and we're really pleased. When it comes to the league itself, the expansion has taken place with South East Melbourne Phoenix. They're in Perth, by the way, this weekend. Uh, betting that club yeah. and getting it rolling, how difficult has it been? Look, it's actually been, it's been a very big effort. It's been probably two, two and a bit years in the making. Um, we were really lucky because the Victorian government um, play, has played a big part in it. We've also had um, a you know, great owner come in and, and purchase a licence office, uh, Romy Chowdhury, who's an experienced uh, in very, very experienced in sports business um, around the world, actually. And he's put a really good team in place. Uh, they've brought Hawthorne Football Club on uh, at the back end to make sure that there's a really good operations, um, you know, systems in place. Um, so, look, we were, actually, we're actually really pleased. And not only they performed on the court, and with, led by their inspirational captain, Mitch Creek, um, but they've also done really well off the court. And they had, you know, over 10,000 people attend on Saturday night. So, um, so far, so good. There's no doubt that the NBL was trending in the right direction last year, but adding those next NBL stars in LaMelo Ball, RJ Hampton, Diddy Lazada, they've been very good for the game, haven't they, the NBL and the numbers. Can you give us some insight into what you're seeing commercially from some of those numbers, not only through television and uh, attendances, but also your social media outcomes? Look, uh, the, uh, well, in particular our broadcast numbers with Viceland uh, and uh, ESPN, and they're up over 20%, which is uh, good news to start the season. So um, with the, the numbers in particular with uh, Illawarra games this year have been incredible. So the reach that we've got from Lamello Ball into the US, uh, I think we had a million people in his first game watched, uh, on Facebook, so over a million people. And uh, some of his highlights uh, when he's, when he's uh, dropping a few dimes and there's a few assists there and 
Um, we, we're pushing them out on social media again across America. We're seeing two, two and a half, three million views within 24 hours. So the uh, the reach for us is phenomenal, and uh, America being a huge basketball market, they're, they're really loving the content. Andrew, given the success of the NBL Next Stars program, are you already invested in trying to get the next group of players coming through next year? Look, we are, It's um, but it's very early days at the moment. It's uh, Jeremy Lowlegger, our commissioner, is, uh, is heading those discussions, and it really depends on... Um, you know, individuals, individuals over in the US, and whether they decide to, you know, skip the college route and go and come to the NBL. So, um, we'll probably start to find out um, early the new year, maybe even towards the end of the season, who is interested in coming over. We've seen uh, in time, we've seen the college kids come over. We've seen some NBA players that probably just haven't quite made it. Do you think in time we're going to see some retired stars from the NBA come back and play in the NBL, like we do see with the A-League a bit here in Australia? Yeah, look, Andrew Bogut's probably been the biggest name that we've had. He's a former number one draft pick and um, championship NBA championship player. So he's obviously playing for the Sydney Kings at the moment, which is a huge win for us because he's not only a fantastic player, but he's also a great ambassador for the game and a, a champion boomer. Um, I suspect that we'll probably see the likes of Joe Ingalls and, and Paddy Mills as the next wave of players coming through. So I know there's been discussions with clubs already about the potential of them coming back. So, you know, they'd be, again, we'd love those as amb- those guys as ambassadors of our game over here and for the fans to be able to see them. In terms of growing the game, you mentioned some of those Australian NBA stars. How important is it that... Uh, some of the, the kids and teenagers are now glued to NBA basketball and then transferring their interest locally to the NBL. And, of course, the boomers, if the success on the international front, that must create some buzz as well. Uh, that's actually a really big strategy of ours. Um, you know, there's, before, when, we, when we took over the league in 2015, uh, we did a bit of research and there was something like 2.6 million fans of the NBA in Australia, and that, that's certainly growing year on year. And there was only something like uh, 600,000 NBL fans. We're now at 1.5 million in our whole strategy, um, which is where you see the likes of Perth Wildcats in the past and Melbourne United and New Zealand Breakers go and play against the NBA teams. Um, also trying to bring some stars over. We're trying to really get into that NBA market because it is a, it's a, it's a growing um, product, the NBA. And, and, and I think we saw in the 80s and 90s where with the Michael Jordan effect, um, there's a lot of people, you know, jumped on basketball and we anticipate that with Ben Simmons and, and the growing NBA um, that there'll be a similar, a similar impact on the NBL in the next couple of years. Andrew, you mentioned the Perth Wildcats there. I think we're a bit parochial here, but it goes without saying they've been one of the best and most successful franchises in NBL history. Is the NBL comfortable leaving Perth on its own here as a one-city club, or is there room? Has there been talk? Is there any prospect that perhaps there might be another team out of Perth at some point? Oh, look, we'd never say never. Um, and, you know, on your first point there, they, they're an incredible franchise. Um, not only for basketball, but um, in, a, in an era where basketball hasn't been, or an NBL hasn't been a uh, dominant force, you know, back through the, I guess, the noughties in the um, sort of 2011, 12, 13 type era, um, they have outperformed um, the market significantly. So they're a phenomenal franchise. You know, we wouldn't want to do too much um, that may jeopardise that because it is it is a juggernaut. But we we have considered it in the past, and we have you know, had very loose conversations with Perth Wildcats. But it's it's definitely not on the um, immediate agenda. Something more for the long term, I think. Andrew, are you happy with your broadcast partners? You've been using ESPN, SBS, Viceland, and Sky Sports over there in New Zealand, or would you like to try and get some of the big major channels back in play? Yes, it's uh, look, it's fantastic. We, we're really pleased because both, well, all three, um, ESPN being a fantastic um, basketball brand, 
um, an American sports brand. They're really getting behind it. Um, Viceland in particular, sorry, SBS through Viceland are investing heavily in basketball, so they don't have picked up NBA rights and WNBA rights and uh, be running the WNBL again, um, as well as the NBL. So they're starting to really invest in it. And, you know, every sport needs a champion. Um, obviously, Channel 7, for example, in the AFL has been a major champion and built that brand um, over the years. And we really feel like we're in the in the right space. And Sky Sport New Zealand as well are a huge, huge supporters of basketball. They've, it's a really key strategy for them. Basketball is a really big sport over there. So um, I think with the growing attendances um, and the growing uh, viewership, we'll, we'll see these guys invest more and more in the sport over, over time, which is a... You know, a great thing for not only the NBL but also for grassroots because it's important that there's a lot of visibility for the for the young fans and young basketballers coming through. The sporting landscape so competitive right throughout the year in Australia, but the summer months we know the NBL's there, the A League, cricket, primarily the three biggest sports over that period. Do you regard any other code sport as, as your main competitor or danger, or do you think you can very comfortably coexist? Oh look, I think you know we we've very focused on what we do, to be honest. You know, we, we're trying to create uh, a world-class sports entertainment product. And, you know, for, for those who have been down to the Perth Wildcats games, um, they see that. As arguably, I'd say it's one of the best um, sports entertainment experiences in Australia. So that's now spreading across Australia and in all the different markets. And, you know, we just try and do what we do well. Uh, we're, we're a different brand to cricket. We're a different um, brand to the Big Bash uh, we're different to the A-League. We've got a different market. So you know, we, we're trying to focus on our strengths and um, you know, we think the rewards will come. It's going swimmingly well at the moment for the NBL. So much excitement surrounding this competition. As Paul Hayes, we mentioned, some star recruits, an even competition, and from a uh, Perth point of view, the Wildcats are way to a reasonable start, which doesn't hurt us here in the West. Andrew, thanks for being part of Sports Day on this Wednesday night. I appreciate your support, guys. Thank you. Andrew Crook there from the NBL, courtesy of New Age Caravans Perth. Enjoy the great outdoors with New Age Caravans. They've got stock available now, or you can custom to suit your needs. Over to you now, listeners. Where does it sit, the NBL? Has it captivated you so far? And also today, we had the start of the NBA season. I know you love your NBA. Hasn't got me. I was a big fan when I was younger through the Michael Jordan era. But I want to hear from our listeners tonight. Do you like the NBA? Do you want more NBA on our program here at 6PR? Well, I have to say that you talk about accessibility. The NBA now is more accessible than it ever has been Previously, and that's why we see generations of, of young people coming through from 15, 16, right through to uh, my age now, becoming absolutely enchanted by what we see over in the United States. So I think it's having a really good effect on the NBL. The flow-on effect is there to be seen. So do you believe the people that are watching the NBA are mainly, mainly youngsters that are coming through, or do you think some of our older listeners are out there actually are getting captivated by the NBA, and because of that, the NBL? Oh, I think more so the younger generation, and that's fair enough, but... Uh, you only have to sit back now and watch uh, two hours of, of LeBron James and, and the work that they do. It is an extraordinary competition with the best athletes in the world. A long competition, but I think, Hayes, uh, it's accessibility, and we've got that now. And I think the NBL have been beneficiaries. They have gone past the A-League, in my mind, and domestically, have they gone past cricket in this country? I'm talking domestic. Sheffield Shield, the one-day competition, it's an argument. Nine double two double one eight eighty two. Has the NBL gone past our regular summer sport? That's always been cricket. We know horse racing's in the news at the moment. The Spring Carnival is on. And the A-League, well, are they suffering because of the NBL success? 92211 882. We invite your calls here on Sports Day.